Welcome to episode 42 of A Sporting Discussion, your podcast that discusses sports of all sorts. I am AJ Mithen and I'm joined by a man who, who today got sunburnt in the shade of the MCG, Andrew Donison. Andrew, how are you? I'm a bit tender. I see no. you're using the mic stand because you can't move your arms to grab the thing. Out. Foolish to roll up my sleeves when I got there, but anyway, we move on. On the show this week, uh, there's, it's an outrage full zone. Outrage everywhere. Adelaide United uh, in the A-League have caused a bit of a rift between the fans and the administrators and their home ground. We'll get to that. Uh, There is public outcry from about six people about Usman Khawaja's dab as he celebrated a 50 in the uh, third test. Uh, There's outrage about FIFA possibly expanding the World Cup to 48 teams from 32. And... We had a less outrageous question. How do you watch your sport these days? Is it TV? Is it streaming? Is it everything else? We'll get into that and uh, see what you said. We got a massive response for that one. Huge, huge. Looking forward to delving into that one because I know that our viewing habits are a little bit different or our modes of viewing are a bit different. We are all evolving, but we will get to that towards the in the last segment of the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, you can get in contact with us via our social media accounts. We're on Twitter at ASD underscore podcast or go to facebook.com slash a sporting discussion. Uh, give us a tip off. Give us a uh, topic you want to talk about and we will talk about it. And it would be remiss of us not to mention the Castaway Awards, Andrew. They're not. Uh, that's, that's not who's done the, the best. Wilson. No. It's a podcast award. The first ever Australian podcast awards. Uh, a sporting discussion, believe it or not, is involved. We're in the sports category. We're and we're categories. in the public vote category. Yeah. And it's the public vote category we're going to talk about here very, very briefly. Uh, if you listened to the podcast last week, you'd know we've set ourselves the... Achievable goal of 12 votes in total. We want to double figures. Double and then figures. We, then we realised that both of us were voting, so yeah, Both 12. of us. Well, so we, at the moment, the count is eight. eight. So that's me, you, my wife, your partner, <laughs> mum, mum, dad, dad. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough, enough jokes. Folks, go to castawayawards.com.au slash vote. Scroll all the way down to a sporting discussion. <laughs> uh, click on that. You'll need to uh, start up an account. Uh, so do that and then vote for us. And together we will achieve the dream of scoring 12 votes overall. Believe. Hashtag believe. With your help, we can do it. Let's move on, Andrew. Confirmations and corrections from the research division. Last week, all clear. Oh, I've got something for you. Oh. <laughs> Raise your hands. No. Raise your hands and wave them around like you just don't care. How are you raising your hands? You're in complete agony. Traction. <laughs> uh, all clear last week. Well done after you started the show clarifying a few things that were bugging you over the Christmas break. My undefeated streak in 2017 continues. <laughs> now, Andrew, let's move on. There was a lot of uh, activity over the social medias at ASD underscore podcast and facebook.com slash a sporting discussion during the week. Take us through it all in Topical Recap. Topical Recap, proudly brought to you by Ultimate AFL Trivia. If you would like them to come to your sporting club or event and run an AFL-themed trivia night, get in contact with them, search for them on Facebook, Ultimate AFL Trivia. Where can they go to deliver a trivia night, AJ? They will hold a trivia night anywhere in Australia and we have been to a few ourselves they are very very good fun indeed they are on the social medias we had friend of the show Simon Carroll and give us an update on his sports movie viewing his uh, sporting 
New Year's resolution that we read out last week is to watch every single sports movie ever made. Yep, during 2017. Uh, well, <laughs> Simon contacted us, uh, tweeted us, this week I watched A League of Their Own, hashtag Rocks- Rockford Peaches, hashtag Madonna, hashtag Four Stars. So okay. that's useful. Yep. Four, uh, four, four stars, I'm four, assuming it's four a Four out of five. We'll the... say a four out of five. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Simon. Uh, just a quick tip, though. If you're going to watch every sporting film ever made throughout the year, you might need to top one a week. Yeah. And, and also, if you can give us a little bit of a, a, a reason why you gave it four stars. You know, he did. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag Madonna. Hashtag tearjerker. I would have given it five stars. I forgot Madonna was in it. Thank you very much, Simon, for that, we look forward to hearing what movie you watch in the upcoming week. Movies, movies. Movies. What else have we got, AJ? Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Every time this... this uh, well, man, man, woman, we don't know. <laughs> Tweets us, it's great. Uh, grievous bodily charm on <laughs> at GB Charm. Uh, poses us a question. Kids being interviewed at sporting events makes for tedious TV and radio. Discuss. You are a grump, Ooh. grievous bodily charm. Andrew, what do you think? I'm, I'm on GB Charm's bandwagon. Oh. I think that it's, it's awkward and... On the big screen at a at a sporting event at halftime, when James Sherry, the voice of the G, goes and you know tries to say, "Oh, so what do you think the team needs to do?" Um, I I like Shane Crawford, but I, that's not the kid's fault. That's the dude with the mic's fault. Yeah, yeah no, it, ask the kid the right questions, no, and no, then but, it, and then it won't be tedious. But this is the 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 whole thing of kids being interviewed. It's not the kids. It's the 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 concept. It's the I don't know, the segment of let's get Hamish McLaughlin or Simon Marshall out to talk to the AFL Oz Kick kids. They right. do a good job. So you are anti, anti-children, anti-interviewing <laughs> children. All right, it's good to know. <laughs> I don't mind it, by the way, as long as the, whoever's asking the questions asks the right questions. Well, yeah, so Hamish McLaughlin and Simon Marshall on the Sevens AFL game day, they do a good job talking to the, the little kids playing Auskick. All right, this, this is taking too long. Sorry, so Grievous Bodily Charm, I'm for it. Andrew's against it. We're moving on. Yep. Uh, we held two polls last week about the Big Bash League. Uh, we discussed last week whether people were engaging with the competition in general or with individual teams, and we wanted to ask about that. Um, but before we get to our polls, we got some feedback on the engagement uh, from fans with the BBL in general. Uh, Wardy from At Wardy Bet Club. I take my seven-year-old to Brisbane Heat games, and he loves it. And rides the wins and losses. The scary part is he wants to start playing cricket so he can play for the Heat, not the Australian team. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's an interesting one. A, a generation who don't have the baggy green aspiration, but they have the the, the baggy green aspiration because the dollars are in 2020 cricket, not oh, in test cricket. Yes. Look at you. Keep going, keep going. Rowan Dixon. My heart panged in love as the Thunder beat the Stars with a six off the last ball. Emotional investment presently 23% and rising. Geez, Rowan, if 23% makes your heart pang in love. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Grievous bodily charm again. Oh, righto. Yeah. Not quite in the category of fanatical yet, but the Stars are definitely my BBL team. So there is... Well, there's two people, Rowan... 
well, three people. One yep. Brisbane, one Thunder. Yep. Well, Rowan may be Thunder or he may be just cricket. Just uh, the game, yeah. GB Chum is that. Next one's Dave Brown. There was much distru- discussion of the Strikers squad. At, that's Adelaide. <laughs> um, at my first day back at work yesterday, people care, but he suspects it's more so in one team towns. So that's an interesting one. Now, Dave's in Adelaide and he's the doyen of all things Adelaide sport. So mm. I take that seriously when he says that people are talking about it quite a bit. Absolutely. And one last one was Simon Carolyn again. I oh. think he got he got excited with the hashtags from the movies. Jeez, we're getting a bit spammed this week from a few people. Aren't hashtag we? hit. Hashtag giggle. Hashtag sugar. Hashtag nothing else on TV. He nails that one nicely. And we move on. Poll number one. How closely do you follow the Big Bash League? Now we had my Big Bash League team is my life. Zero percent. Zero percent. Best league in the summer. Far and away the winner. Um, It's sports, so I watch it, 35%. And don't watch, don't care, 6%. And that that could have been me. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're a grump. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're a... Best league in the summer, by far and away, was the the winner of that one. Yeah, true. Uh, Let's go poll two. And that was, how do your kids take it when their BBL team loses? And that was the discussion, because as adults, uh, we don't really care... It's more for the entertainment. I watch the game. Yeah. I could not tell you who is where on the ladder. Uh, I could not tell you who's winning and losing. I couldn't tell you the list of a team that was playing, but everyone sits down and watches it. Um, and so, But we were worried about the kids. We're all about the kids here on a sporting discussion and whether or not they are uh, truly invested, let's say, as invested as they would be if Parramatta Eels lost or if uh, Western Bulldogs lost or one of their other, or you know, one of their netball teams or something like that. Yeah, so how do your kids take it when their BBL team loses? They're devastated? Zero percent. Upset for the trip home? 30%. Not too bothered? 20%. We lost? 50%. Uh. So there you go. As far as the adults are concerned, their kids don't seem all that uh, disappointed when the when their team loses. No, which is Which is could mean oh, we should have really asked, do your kids have a team? Because <laughs> no. there's, there's a lot of merch being sold. There's a huge amount of merch. And there's there are big crowds of... and there's big ratings and there's big money coming down the pipeline as well. There's talk of an $800 million uh, new TV deal, not just for the Big Bash. I think it's for Cricket Australia's... TV Sweet. deal in general. Because currently, the I think Channel 10 paid $20 million for the Big Bash, which yeah. is severe unders. They got away with murder like they did when they had the AFL. I think Shane West sums up what, what I think and, and possibly what a lot of other people think. No one cares who wins other than maybe the players. Even that's not certain, especially if they do well individually. Andrew, there's been a little bit of a uh, kerfuffle between Adelaide United, the reigning A-League premiers, uh, and their fans. And current cellar dwellers. What's been, what's been going on? It's, it's a difficult one to really nail down. There seems to have been a, a fair bit of criticism by fans of the club's management on, on social media. And there's been you know, talk about the club's performance. There's been talk about the, the management themselves. There's talk about the families of the coaching staff, which I oh, think is a bit weird. Well, that's not necessary. But uh, what's, what's so different about 
fans blowing up on Twitter about how their club's being run. Well, the club has put out a statement. Oh, um, I, d- I don't like where this is going. <laughs> no. So some of the things that the, the fans were disappointed about were the number of players that the club got rid of last year mm-hmm. and the quality of players that they bought in. And Well, they didn't have a choice in a few of them. No, true. But they, they're sitting on the bottom of the table. Well and, well and truly, yeah. And they're spending 100% of the salary cap. And so fans are uh, a little bit confused about where that money is so going. So they want results. Yeah. And yeah. Said, you know, the club has spent 100% of the A-League salary cap and we have utilised our homegrown player allocation and marquee funds. Our recruitment and retention decisions have not been made by a sole individual. The club's football subcommittee have been aligned through this process. Lots of more managerial speech. Is that absolutely necessary, do you think? Do you think a club needs to do that? No. I think a club needs to be accountable to its members first and then supporters second. Mm. But I don't know about putting out something like that. No, I I think that it's a little bit, I don't know. As as someone has said here on Adelaide United's Facebook page, it's a statement of incompetence. They've basically come out and said, we've spent all of our money, we all made decisions to get these players in. And the players are no good. And the players are no good. So we're paraphrasing. We're paraphrasing <laughs> it, yeah. But they're basically they've got, you know, yeah. It, it's not an ideal situation. I wonder and if I that's... don't think they've dealt with it as best they could. I guess the sporting environment at the moment is that people feel people feel strong ownership of their club, be it you know A League, Nipple, whatever. Um, and we have the means these days to mouth off about it. So I wonder if these sort of statements... These sort of statements are reasonably common in, like, European football and over in England and those sort of things. Yeah, right. Um, so it's interesting to see it come to come to Australia. Could you could you see a Carlton doing that or a, you know, Cronulla? Not in that way. Not mm. in... Like, it's the way they've said it. Rather than, you know, we're rebuilding or we want to bring in these players to develop them for the future, they've basically just come out and said, hey, we all got together and said that these are the best players, so shut up, they're the best players. So they were correcting the record in their, in their own eyes. They yeah, were correcting that, that's the what they thought they were doing. But yeah, it came instead out they were really throwing a grenade into and, a bonfire. And yeah. saying, hey, fans... <laughs> Shut up! You don't have a say in what we do. Hmm. But uh, you, but there, it wasn't just that though, Andrew. Apparently, no, I mean, there was uh, the Adelaide United kerfuffle stretched out to Hindmarsh <laughs> Stadium. What? What? Well, a, talk us through this one because it is a doozy. There's a certain configuration of Hindmarsh Stadium for the Adelaide United fans. Reserve ticket holders sit in a certain spot. General admission in a separate certain spot away fans in a certain spot. The stadium itself decided for the game against Melbourne in victory to change where everyone was sitting and the club, they went, oh, they sent an email saying, we're not responsible for this. We've got to take guidance from the stadium on matters of security. Okay. Now, someone... Not profit? No, no. Well, no, the stadium doesn't get a lot of money, I guess. Anyway, sorry. Someone asked what these... Um, uh, these matters of security are, and Cooper's state, oh, sorry, Hindmarsh Stadium said, there is a very simple one-sentence explanation, but to detail in a public forum would not be sensible. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> I, th- I, I think I know where they're going. I've got, got a rough idea. So, let's say they're talking security and they're saying, basically they're saying, we don't want this bunch of supporters sitting here. Yeah. And on the day is when it got a little bit, Narky from Hindmarsh uh, Stadium Twitter account oh. where people uh-huh. were taking photos of half empty um, stands yeah. and saying, 
oh, have a look at this Hindmarsh Stadium, you've stuffed everything up. And Hindmarsh Stadium then took photos of other stands where those people were sitting, saying, for example, here's the half-empty northern stand, only true believers have turned up. That was the stadium. Oh, the stadium said responding that. Responding to a punter. <laughs> it gets better. Oh, that's fantastic. That another fan posted a photo and said, yeah, you know, three minutes till game time, great decision, and had like a, a, an empty stand. Empty stand yeah. And then, again, they've come back. See the northern stand? Adelaide United fans have not turned up. Simple as that. And not unexpected given the win loss. <laughs> I love it. The stadium getting a bit chesty on social media. Yep. What do you What do you think of that? Because that's a that's what social media is all about. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go one more thing. Within two hours, the stadium comments had been deleted. Ah, oh, cowards! <laughs> but obviously, Bunch in this of day and age, they'd been screenshotted. And oh, I I like the engagement. I like clubs. Having a bit of witty yeah. engagement. There's a lot. There's a lot of banter on Twitter between uh, AFL, NRL, you know, yeah. A League, NBA, uh, every every club, yeah. and not just between each other. They mouth off as some fans and that as well. Now, what do you what do you think of all? That? Are you what, I, what would you prefer? In general, I I don't mind. I, I notice the AFL ones a lot. It seems very tame. It seems very staged, very managed. scripted. Yeah, but, but that's okay. Like, I, I think it's you know it's a bit of fun and it gets people involved. It's unlike the AFL, to have I, scripted stuff anyway. But this stuff, Hindmarsh Stadium abusing a team's fans. I love for it. Not turning no, up. No, 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 yeah. no, Andrew. If you're going to mouth off and you get a whack back, cop it. It's the same with every. It doesn't matter what the account is, whether they got a blue tick or whether it's you know Joe's gardening or whatever it is. If you if you mouth <laughs> off at them, they are one hundred percent entitled to slap you back. I certainly think that they are, but I just don't think that a stadium or a sporting club should actually be doing that. They should just oh, see that it. and go, all right. Let's. On the uh, last weekend, the Melbourne Aces did a harmless joke tweet oh. when they when they were in the process of getting belted nineteen one. It ended up Saw being by this. Brisbane. Um, they did a tweet saying thanks to our fans for staying around, unlike Richmond fans, and that went that exploded. Brendan Gale responded. Journo's from the Herald Sun responded because they have to stand up for the AFL. Andrew, God knows the AFL can't look after itself. Um, but Richmond fans were ripping in, and everyone was piling into the Aces from all angles. And if you if you if you invite it, you have to cop it, and we're the same on a sporting discussion. Oh yeah, well, more than happy to to cop it. I just think yeah, in in the stadium, what? No, don't engage with that. That a uh, sorry, the ABL one. It, it the just, response it, was it, visceral, it, but the actual tweet itself to me reeked of amateur hour. It oh, was, how oh, dare you! Basically, it's like, oh, we want to get as many you know social media engagements as we can and see if we can get in the paper. They t- they picked the wrong team because <laughs> Richmond fans don't leave when their team's doing poorly. They stay to abuse the absolute <laughs> bejesus out of them. Collingwood oh. supporters, they leave early. They leave early, but they leave early when they're winning anyway. I don't have a. I love it when teams are mouthy on social media, and I love it when uh, official accounts mouth off back at the moron on the street or you and I who who want to be a smartass to them. So, but if you, you're a smartass and you get whacked back, you cop it. But what do you then think about those accounts then deleting the comments that they've never? Made? You never, never, ever delete. You don't delete. If you tweeted it, you meant it, and you got to cop it. Because, it's you, like you said, it's screen-grabbed within half a second yeah. of it going out. Yep. And, yeah, in a previous life, I've had something to do with things like that, and you've, you just own it. Yep. Own it. It's social media. It's not real. 
You just get, <laughs> get chesty, get fronted up. I mean, the Aces should have gone harder. Hindmarsh Stadium should have gone harder. <laughs> Everyone, you know. Oh, yeah, no, I, fair enough. All right. AJ, whilst we're on football, are we going to talk World Cup now? Yeah, let's have a quick chat. Uh, FIFA, um, uh, tonight, I believe, tonight, when we're recording this, 10th of January. Yep. Um, Overnight, they will be doing a preliminary vote on expanding the World Cup from 32 teams to 48, um, which, funnily enough, includes four and a half extra spots. Oh, sorry, uh, four extra spots for Asia, mm. which would make it surprisingly easy for China and India to qualify. It would also make it a little bit easier for Australia to qualify. Well, they don't care about that. No. Ooh, they no, need no, billions that's... and billions and billions of, of... Do- sorry, people... Yes, who Chinese come across and, from China and, and uh, in India. India. But the the other interesting thing for me was that Oceania goes from half uh, a place to one place. Yeah. So where we moved out of... Well, that's been done before. New Zealand, uh, you know, almost guaranteed. Uh, oh, I don't know, don't know about that. New Zealand... Yeah, they're... Well, you, you think that the, the Cook Islands are going to... It's not a matter spot? of the Pacific <laughs> Islander teams getting better. It's a matter of New Zealand... Not being that great right now. Oh, yes, they've got great players all over the world, but their uh, the national team has struggled lately. But that that may be my first clarification next week. I'm going to have to double check that. All right. Well, I was going to say in a 48 nation World Cup, there instead of eight groups of four teams, it would be 16 groups of three teams. Yeah, and the top two go through. Yeah, but they're also saying that it's still the same. It's same amount of time. Right. So there will be something like more than double the amount of games in the same amount of time. I'm just trying to think of how much extra money this is going to cost the host cities oh. and the condition the condition of the stadiums of the surfaces. But these are minor thoughts compared to FIFA pocketing another billion. Many billions. <laughs> and it also it could go Nah, it's the World Cup. It won't go the way of the Olympics or anything like that, where your more developed nations don't really, don't really want to spend the money on it. Yeah, well, and countries that want to make a point for how great they are in the world will be bidding for it. Well, I, the the bidding is an interesting one, and that's something for another time because the a sixteen by three World Cup it would still need twelve stadiums, but there's probably you know, need to be sixteen additional training facilities for the 16 mm. additional countries that will yep. be in. And uh, let's say, let's conservatively say 5,000 fans for each of those extra countries. Yeah, right. Uh, all the accommodation and that that comes with that. Oh. And remember that the entire World Cup teams get uh, hotels closed off for them. Oh, God, So yeah. be logistical nightmare anyway. Uh, we will keep an eye on that and see how it goes. You've played cricket in your time. I have. You've scored a century in I your time. I certainly have. How did you celebrate when you scored that century? Uh, not being the fittest man, I kind of just stood there and <laughs> didn't know what to do. I just breathed. <laughs> just breathed. Yeah. Okay. Well, because there's been some apparent controversy over Usman Khawaja celebrating a, a half century oh, dab. by dabbing. Oh, God. What a... <laughs> Can what? we only give this two minutes? Oh, yeah, I'm putting yeah. a timer on. Yeah. So... And go. There was all like varying responses on you know. Now he this is only for getting a fifty in yeah. the second innings. 
yep. of a test where I think he was batting when we were already like 300 ahead. Yeah, yeah. They'd been talking about it. So it wasn't really serious. <laughs> no, no. The, the players had been talking about it during the in the lead up to the test and saying, oh, hey, you should do this. Wouldn't that be fun? And so <laughs> Usman Khawaja went, oh, made a 50. Right, Dad. Did it? Yep. Um, the, the varying responses by, you know, your average punter on social media was mm. anywhere from that's awesome to how dare he. <laughs> Um, the following... Yeah, riding, riding your bike like it's a horse is much more acceptable. <laughs> or doing push-ups. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's right. Miss Barr all has Bar 10 push-ups. push-ups. Yeah. But the following day, there were, there were actually articles where it said in the Telegraph in the UK, Usman Khawaja called disrespectful in after the UK? celebrating his test half-century with a dab. Oh, my That God. was based on... What do two, they care? It was based on two tweets, plus oh. a tweet from a fake Ian Chappell Twitter account. <laughs> Uh, James Gratton at Jimmy Gratz was the one who really sort of, you know, got it going. Why he's, should we care about who's James Gratton? Oh, uh, I don't know. He's a journalist at Messenger News. Okay. It's an Adelaide community news service. Right. He said, lack of respect shown by Kawaja to the Pakistan team. No excuse for behaviour like that in community cricket, let alone in a test. Oh, go away. Yes, Give exactly. You should have seen a lot of the comments were people saying, he was, like, these are from Pakistani people on Twitter. He mm. was born in Pakistan. He should respect the country. Oh, go away. There was another... Get in the bin. Yes, there was another article on the Yahoo 7 website. That was based on six How tweets. How many freaking articles? Oh. The Cricket Australia did a general wrap-up of it, which was just oh, a bit, of, a bit of fun. Peter Lawler's tweet in response to these articles were humorless heads. Dickheads. <laughs> I agree. But Pete Lawler, you are right. Um, what's happened that people are taking offence to harmless expressions of joy and humour? Everybody's got to have something to complain about, Andrew. Everyone's got to have something to complain about. If they really, if they were serious about it, they would have uh, realised that dabbing actually ended everywhere else in the world about six months ago. AJ, I saw on the Twitter box during the week that you liked an article. Oh, it went one better than like it. I retweeted it. Oh, there mm. you go. That must mean you super like it. <laughs> but it was uh, an, an interesting article. What um, what was that all about? It was about the NBA uh, commissioner, um, Adam Silver, uh, talking about a future where fans can pay just to drop in and watch the last five minutes of a game. As in to the stadium or in their streaming service? On their streaming, on their <laughs> streaming server, you clown. Uh, I dare say most of the seats in the stadium would be taken before you let people in for the last five minutes. So just the, the last five minutes of a, of a game, yeah. watch it on your, on your iPad. And it got me thinking uh, because the NBA has its League Pass uh, app or, you know, League Pass uh, that yep. lets you watch every game, all the highlights and that sort of thing. And this is the medium that they would use. Uh, League Pass you can get in the States on smart TVs or Apple TV or things like that. So it's online, but you can watch it on your television. Uh, and okay. that, that yep. got me thinking because that's quite a good innovation. Would you do that? Would you pay to watch the last five minutes of an NBA game if it, got, if it was close? Uh, I'm not really sure because currently... You're I'm, not sure? Yeah, you no, either are or you're not, Andrew. Well, because I've got Foxtel now, so I, it's hard for me to... 
All right, let's pretend oh, you don't have Foxtel. You get wind of an interest, exciting game. Yes, absolutely. You drop in, they say, two bucks, you can watch the last five minutes. What yes. do you do? Yep. Although this is Australia, it'd be for fifteen ninety nine. you can watch the last five minutes. Yep, I'd do it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. There we go. I thought it was a really good idea. Mm. And it got me thinking because um, being able to – the NRL app gives you a two-minute live look when you go in uh, okay. uh, just to give you a taster for the game that you want to watch. Oh, uh, yeah. Cricket Australia website does that as well. Yeah, you get a little bit of a look and then bang, that's it. You've got to pay if you want to watch the game or whatever. But mm. I think it's a good little microtransaction oh, uh, that would add up to be a lot, a lot of money if oh, you yeah. were letting people come in and just uh, like drop in for the last quarter of an AFL game or the last 10 minutes or something like that. Uh, need a little bit of technical work, but not a lot of technical work. No, I'm sure that you could knock that, knock up a, a program to sort that out in, over the next couple of days, AJ. But that got us thinking because Foxtel don't block off uh, sports events until there's five minutes left and then you can pay them and let that in. They show the whole thing. Yeah. You can also get your MLB pass, your NBA pass, your NBL pass, your AFL pass, your NRL pass. Mm. Don't know about the Super Netball? Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, uh, but you can watch... Sport on your phone, on your iPad, on your smart TV, on basically on your laptop, anything. Yep. And so that made us think. We wanted to ask, how do you consume your sports these days, your live sports? Um, whether it was by one of the ways just previously mentioned, whether you find ways around uh, mm. things to find access to things or how you go about getting your live sport on. I guess because for, for me, I, I've got free-to-air TV, I've got Foxtel and I watch if someone... You know, if Cricket Australia are streaming it on their site, I'll mm-hmm. watch that. I'm not much. Will you watch that at home though, or will you watch it on your phone using your data? Yes, at home using my data. All right, because Australian uh, or at work using Austra- their data. <laughs> well, that's on the record now. Um, Australian but, mobile plans are prohibitive. Prohibitive in uh, your data allowances and the whether it can manage streaming a, an entire game or not. Um, Plus, there's the battery life and all those sort of things. But we threw it out to you, the listeners, and did we get a swamp of a a return? Yes. That didn't sound right. Did we get swamped by replies? Yes. (laughs) That's much much better. Talk us through the first one. What have we got, AJ? Well, the first one was on Twitter, and it was from At The Starting Block. Uh, The Starting Block is a show on 89.3 FM in Western Sydney. They're Thursdays at 7 p.m., and it's Damo and Greeno. So have a listen to them. You can get it online. Um, or if you're in Western Sydney, whack it on there. 89.3 FM. There you go, fellas. They said it, de- it depends on the sport. If it's on free-to-air, they'll watch on TV, but they like baseball and they will watch baseball via the MLB.com stream, and that which re- is a paid a paid stream, paid app. And that relies a lot on the league itself providing that service. MLB is one of the better uh, live services that are provided. They have been for a so long much, time. There's so much going on in the baseball world. There's a major league one and there's also a minor league one. Oh, really? Which I, there's, you know, hundreds it, of teams. Even before the like the current sort of, you know, like live pass and everything, you could go on the website and it would show you a dot of where the pitches had gone. Yeah, you can get like, that with the was, ABL. You can get that with everything. That's the MLB game day. Oh, yeah, but this was, like, that was at least 10 years ago yeah. they were doing it. They they're, were like, they're right well and truly ahead. Yeah. Amy Bennett says, we stream Sumo because you have to get a satellite oh, dish that's otherwise. awesome. Yeah. Sumo is through Mongolian or Chinese TV sites. Yeah. Um, so that's why 
they you know, mm. have to do it. So they have to find a way Hot. around. Yeah. They, yep. They watch watch BBL on Channel Ten, the Test on Channel Nine, but with alternate commentary. Mm-hmm. Have long debated getting an NBA season pass, but never pulled the trigger. And yeah. this next one's interesting. And a few people um, did say this: footy or soccer mm. is usually at the pub. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, a lot of people who don't have Foxtel and the sports channels that come with that like to go down and socialise when they're watching a sport. Yeah, and, it, but th- and that's very demographically focused as well. You need mm. to not necessarily have responsibilities at home. You need to be able to, to actually get down there. Yeah, uh, we got Dave Gertler who said he watches through Foxtel or more recently using my parents' Foxtel login to watch Foxtel <laughs> go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we do that. Uh, Channel 7's tennis coverage is also pretty good and that's another. that'll be another big online thing, uh, this Australian Open. I think they're... Doing, General Seven's Channel oh. Seven's doing an app like they did for the Olympics. Yeah, it is. Where you throw a little bit of money, I think it's twenty bucks or something, and you get full access to everything. It's, it's, it sounds incredible. Yeah. Uh, Simon Hart mm-hmm. uh, came with a few things. So AFL live on the TV mostly. Uh, if my team's not available, I'm with Telstra and get a free live pass. So that was I got yep. that last year. That's as right. Well. Yeah, Telstra customers, I think get the choice of the AFL live app or the NRL live yeah. app. Yeah. And so he says that he just cast the mobile screen onto the TV. Yep. So easy done. Um, cricket, aside from free-to-air, don't really follow it. Okay. So not a... Not a, not a so gets what he needs from that. Yeah, yep. and, and that's because I, I don't pay for Foxtel. The cost versus value in my money versus value in my mind is not worth it. The day they offer a sport-only package, I'll consider. Here, here. I've got Foxtel, but I'm on the verge of ditching it because most of what we watch is through like Netflix and Stan and free-to-air. Yeah, you're a bit more technologically advanced than I am. And we find uh, – you can always find a way to watch a certain show that you like, Mm. Um, but the sport is the reason why we pay for Foxtel. Yeah, on the same. There's a way way to get that. I mean, the NRL – Foxtel's launching a 24-7 NRL channel this year. I don't need that. I only need to be able to watch the games, and I can do that on the live pass, which is only 80 bucks a year. So uh, okay, as opposed to fifty bucks a month. As opposed to, uh, I think it's or more. Maybe. It's fifty-five bucks a month uh, for basic Foxtel with sport. Okay, so you can see where the economics are starting to bounce up, and Netflix is fifteen bucks, Stan is ten bucks. So there you go. And I think a lot of the things that we received. So, for example, Craig Norenberg's, who we spoke to, uh, episode twenty-three. Yes, that's right. Uh, the sports news producer for Al Jazeera English over in Doha. Yeah. And he's, he's simple so one he word, needs it more than ever. Well, yeah, his, his simple one-word response was streaming. Yep. Because I imagine that where he is, you don't necessarily get the NRL on terrestrial, ter- terrestrial <laughs> local television. Yeah, he wants to keep up to date with the Mighty Cats and the Mighty Raiders. Yes. yes. Uh, and then another one, Alan Hill uh, at AJ Hill underscore. Alan, almost entirely free to air. Some pay TV at the club or pub. Had Foxtel for 20 years, gave it up because it's poor value. So yeah. I think that's something that's really Really starting through. to come around to that thinking. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think leagues and even teams are actually seeing that as well and going, right, how can we best provide our fans with the with access to the game mm. without giving them, you know, something during the week. They just want to watch, as you said, you just want to watch the, the Raiders play yeah. in the NRL. Yeah. You, you don't care about footy flashbacks to 1974 games of the Roosters against Penrith. Not interested in that at all. I want to watch as much NRL as I can. Another one that we got was from Matthew Chapman, who has been living in, he's an Australian living in London for the past Mm. decade. And 
he, he's had an NFL game pass in London the last couple of years because, and it means that from 6pm on Sunday evenings, his time, all the way till midnight, he's able to watch what they call red zone, which goes uh, yes. to individual games when teams are in a scoring position. That's a fantastic thing. Have you ever watched that on Foxtel? Oh, I have not. ES, that ESPN really cool. carry it. It yeah. starts when, in the NFL, there's a, most of the games for the week start at 1pm on a Sunday. Okay. So this is basically... Like Channel 9 used to do when they had the AFL, uh, when there's more than one game on, you have a central studio yep. that follows every game, keeps you up to date with every score. And when a team gets into scoring range, they flick live to that game. Yeah, right. It's a telecast that goes from 5 a.m. till about 1 p.m. our time. time. Okay. Um, so like uh, like Matthew said there, yeah, he can watch it from 6 p.m. like all through prime time until he goes to bed. Yeah. And all you see is scoring chances. You don't see any of the boring bits. You don't see anything <laughs> like that. And the guy who hosts it actually says um, when there's nothing going on, he says there's nothing going on. No one's, no one's doing, no one's anything, doing anything, really anything really good, so we'll just flick around the grounds. So that that's another side of it. It's not a team or a, or a league saying, all right, we're just going to show you just the game. It's yeah. going to a completely new... Just the interesting so, bits. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's what um, the NBA Commissioner um, Silver was talking about. It was that red zone sort of experience that he was he's thinking of when he says, well, well, I wonder if people will kick in, you know, however many dollars just for the five, last five minutes of a game. Because the red zone thing is actually a product of the NFL network. It's not okay. a product of ESPN or anything like that. So the NFL run it themselves. Oh, and that's you can cool. pay to get it through. We're lucky in Australia because it's given to us on ESPN. ESPN. But usually you'd be paying for it through the um, NFL Game Pass. Well, one other th- thing that, that Matthew said, and again, this is a, a living in London, so a different time zone thing, was about the, the AFL Live Pass or Global Pass, I think mm. it's called. So he would watch Friday night games, which I believe are on basically at you know 8 a.m. Um, mm. on a work day for, mm. for people over there. But then that also allows you to watch the, a condensed version of a game with no breaks mm. after goals, no breaks between quarters. Yeah, no so, ads or anything. Yeah. yeah, during the week, two hours, boom, done. That's pretty good. Actually, yeah. MLB offer one like that too. They offer – and sorry, and NFL. So okay. this is one of the things that everyone's – that things are starting to push towards is condensed games. Like this AFL one, which would still go for ages because AFL games are so long. Yeah, but it's a it's it's recognizing that not everyone necessarily has the ability to watch something live. Mm. So when we watch, give someone the chance to watch it later and condense it and just go right here, you yeah. go here it is. There's uh, like an uh, ML an MLB game that could go for like three and a half hours. There's a half hour version ready on the MLB app or the game no, not uh, MLB dot live or whatever it is yeah um there's a half hour version of that game with all the highlights all the interesting parts okay. available that night and it's the same with the nfl you get 40 minute versions of games that can sometimes take bloody five hours with all the stoppages and all that and you see that there's a lot of leagues uh that are trying to help people to to watch the game and then there's others for example cricket where mm. they're almost actively trying to make you not be able to watch and listen because and the AFL as well. Well, not unless it's you through their own Through their thing. own yeah. app. You can't be listening on your phone to Triple M through, yeah. through their You get the message Triple saying, M. hey, you can only hear this on the on the AFL website or AFL app. Exactly. So I think that they're a little bit behind the times. Oh, and there. funnily enough, Craig Norenberg spoke about that when we, were, uh, when we spoke to him in episode 23. Make sure you download it and have a listen. Um, yeah, he used to work... Uh, 
news sports producer at the ABC right. and also at Sky News. And he um, spoke, it was really interesting about how uh, access to the sports is being shut off and I guess siloed into the league's own uh, mm. businesses. And, and for me, I want to watch what I want to watch. Like, I don't care about, as I was saying before, the 1972 classic match. I'm mm. not... I, I want live. Well, there are people who do. Yeah. Uh, there are. And those people have got mm. the ability to, to do that. Yeah. I want to watch something live and I want to watch highlights after the fact. I won't necessarily watch a whole game after the game's been played mm. because... Uh, yeah, just, what's the point? Yeah. Who has the time these days, Andrew? Where It's a work-a-day world where everyone's trying to move along. I think... Um, Foxtel's in a lot of trouble in Australia because of offerings like Game Pass and the MLB and uh, NFL Game Pass, um, particularly for their overseas sports. Uh, the a- when people realise that the AFL and NRL apps where you can get access to everything is only 80 bucks a year compared to paying so much for your Foxtel, and there's also ways to get access to European soccer and um, the EPL through Optus, which isn't going that well, but that's a way people are streaming it. A lot of the responses we were getting were moving towards streaming or people were saying that they watch a lot of stuff on internet or they find a way in inverted commas to get the content they want. And that is a lot of talking, Andrew. We've said quite a bit. (laughs) I think we should wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. That is it for episode 42 of A Sporting Discussion. Remember, if there's anything you want us to talk about or if you want to keep the, keep the conversation going about how you access sport, how offended you are by a dab, what you think of a 48-team FIFA World Cup, uh, what else are we talking about? Oh, actually, yeah, we'll make this one our engagement of the week on mm. our social media at ASD underscore podcast or facebook.com slash A Sporting Discussion. And it's going to be about official uh, Twitter accounts from Sporting Clubs, organisations, stadiums, all of that, uh, getting getting cheeky and chesty on Twitter. Uh, and, yeah, and, and is it within their remit to do so? Is it within their remit? And if you agree with me that they have, they should have carte blanche to just whack back at whatever any moron says to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it's two. It's two parts, isn't it? It's, yeah, that might should, turn into two polls. Yeah. Yeah. Should, should they should they engage yeah. in in a witty manner, or should they and, should they keep just keep to the facts? And and but the second one is if someone whacks them, should oh, they whack back? They should drive drive over them in a truck. Whereas I say just. Let, let that go through to the keeper. On that chirpy note, tell your friends to subscribe to a sporting discussion on whatever podcast service they use. We recommend you listen via Wooshka, who are our lovely hosts, the Australian company who hosts all of our audio and all of everyone else's audio. Wooshka's library is actually growing quite a hell of a lot. They've got a lot there. Um, use the app or their desktop site. Make sure you leave us a review. We love reviews and we need reviews uh, because we thrive on reviews. Our egos can't handle it without any reviews. Reviews push us up in the, the charts, the podcast charts charts and allow other people to to see us yes uh i will be writing some abl stuff this week on the raw.com.au and a couple of other things that we might talk about next week but andrew what have you got on white line wireless we are having a, a powwow on hiatus is it? no 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 <laughs> we're, we're getting together on monday to talk about the upcoming australia versus india 
tour. Uh, righto, yep. And how we can go about commentating that one. Hope you got permission from the BCCI. Of course. Yes. It's not the Indian Cricket Board, but we got from a BCCI. <laughs> uh, and I will also be back on Triple R from January 30th. Lovely. Now, a very, very quick reminder. Go cast to away, cast away. Castawayawards.com.au slash vote. Go to scroll all the way down to a sporting discussion. Uh, you have to start. You have to set up an account. So set up an account. Vote for us. Together we can make it to twelve votes, people. We believe in you. We hope you believe in us. Together we can make it to twelve. That's it for this week. Thanks. We'll be back next week. <laughs>